Assalamu alaikum everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I hope everybody's doing wonderful. I can't believe it's 2022. In so many ways, it feels like the time has just kind of stopped, like we're stuck in this pandemic and disconnected from everybody. And I still feel like we're at the point when I was just recording my podcast. I mean, I started middle of 2019. So within six, seven months, the pandemic started early 2020. And I still remember sitting and, you know, recording those podcasts and thinking, well, what's going to happen? What will the world look like in a year? Will we get sick? Who will get sick? How ill will our relatives, will our loved ones get? And obviously, how long this thing will last? And Now it's been two years and us personally, we've had the corona. So I got the the first, I think I've only had it once actually. I don't know. I didn't, well, my second one was negative. So I guess once. So my first one was positive December. So I got it right before I was about to deliver. And actually I was due for my COVID vaccine. They had just come out and I was scheduled to get my vaccine and I got the Rona like a week before. So that was awful and very, very scary, especially being the last week of pregnancy. And then I had it when I delivered my daughter and then she wasn't gaining weight. And it's been like a huge, miserable in a way the first six months and then obviously happy because she's just so awesome but the stuff I had to go through with her I I remember sitting in my car and crying when I had to do her tongue stretches because they thought maybe it was related to tongue tie and alhamdulillah we've come past all that and then the second time so I got the vaccine obviously soon after I came out of quarantine and then I got boosted when the booster was available and then my husband got corona again. I think it was like again in December this year. So it was like around the same, about a year later. So he tested positive, but he, we separated early on. He just stayed in his room and we tested everybody else. We stayed away from him and Alhamdulillah, everybody else's PCRs came back negative. So I don't think we've had it, but you know, it's so scary. Like every time the kids are sick every time they have a runny nose every time they you know vomit or diarrhea or something like that it's just like in the back of the head like is it corona again and and what's gonna happen so but you know if you think about it all these viruses and all these bacteria they've they've been part of our lives like we've never really existed without all this right so there, there was always a chance of kids getting sick and getting some virus and ending up at a hospital and I think it's so much worse being a physician and knowing all the things that are possible I really tell people that it's it's a miracle that we are all alive and healthy given all the things that can go wrong like if you just look at our DNA if you just look at these tiny gene sequences and one thing goes missing, if one thing is out of order, then uh, that's it, we're doomed. It's it's some sort of disease, you know, like cystic fibrosis or so many other diseases out there that are genetic and caused by a small, small mutation. So just being alive 
and being healthy is is such a blessing and such a miracle. And we've had viruses in kids or bacteria infections in kids where if they get it, they were quite severe, causing you know paralysis or other neurological conditions where you had healthy kids, you know, four or five year olds or even younger, completely healthy, running one day and then coming down with fever or something else and then becoming paralyzed. And just having seen that was always scary. And I think that was one of the reasons I actually did not do pediatrics because that is just sad. I just couldn't deal with it. And every time I read about a pediatric case, I would think it's somebody close to me who's going to get it, like my kids or my siblings or somebody. And I would be happy when they pass the age limit for certain conditions. So there are some cancers that only happen and you know, under two, and there's some infections that are worse when the kids are younger. So I would so, be so happy when they would reach that milestone. And I think, alhamdulillah, we're just so blessed that we live in a time where we have access to modern medicine, where we have access to vaccines, which have created a healthy environment for our kids and prevented uh, stuff that we don't even hear about now or see now, like polio, we we still have, I've seen cases mostly in Pakistan. So seeing the devastation from that and knowing that we have cure, we have created vaccine for that and we've come so far is just such a miracle and a blessing and we can't thank him enough for that. So this a lot, I guess these two past years have been a lot of obsession about health and what happens with that and that all wow that's a long venting just about this pandemic and stuff but I guess this is what's been on my mind to talk about but obviously it's all connected to money so when it comes to money like I was able to take some time off and then able to work part-time and be with the kids when they're sick or just take time up out for myself and just relax. So those are the privileges that are provided from money, right? So obviously we don't live big at all, actually. So right now I am actually driving my dad's old Camry. It has over 376,000 miles on it. We had purchased a van this year, well, when we had the baby early 2020, all cash. And then Hurricane Ida hit and we lost all three cars to Hurricane Ida. We took one of the Camrys back through salvage. So they basically, they totaled it. And then we said we wanted to purchase it back and they gave us a salvage value, which was like two, three thousand, which was so worth it. So that one car we kind of salvaged back from them, but two of them were lost. And then the market went insane. Well, the car market kind of had been, it was getting into the insanity period. Right when we got our van, we got offered like $5,000 more than what we had paid for within a week of somebody else wanting to purchase it. And obviously we couldn't sell it because we needed it. And then the there's the chip shortage thing going on, I guess, related to COVID. And now there's no cars available. So the market has been insane and we've not been able to purchase a new car because everything is above MSRP. So we're driving old cars, which obviously doesn't bother me because as long as a car takes you from one point A to point B, which is its whole function, then it's working, right? 
we, you have a car. But so obviously we don't live like big, but what we value the most is time. So being able to take time off and being being home and not working 24-7 or even more with job, that's not what's important. And there have been so many studies where they've interviewed people when they're dying and they've asked them, you know, what is it something that they would have done different? And nobody really answered that I wish I had worked more. So having money doesn't mean that somebody's living in a huge mansion and they're driving a huge car and they're wearing branded clothes and they're wearing, you know, branded shoes and everything. It just means being wealthy in a true sense is being comfortable where you are and where you can appreciate the things that really matter, such as our health and our relationships. So talking about money, the car market is obviously insane right now. And then the stock market has done amazingly well so far. So we had the small dip in early 2020 and then it bounced back and it was just up, up and up again. And now, so I don't follow the stock market too closely, right? Because there's no point of checking the stock market. You Stock market is a long-term investment. So we don't want to go with the hype of it going down and selling our stocks or uh, purchasing our stocks when it's going up. It should be just a process that you invest when you have money and you just forget about it and you don't panic when it's going down, right? So I don't follow it closely like every day checking where, where it's at. But it was going down, right, recently. And there now we think that it may be going towards recession. And uh, this may last longer because things have really changed. I think, I guess the impact of COVID took a couple of years to reach here. So initially, I think government has just printed so much money and was handing out so much money earlier on. And uh, so many people were able to do okay because they were getting the money. And now a lot of those things are going to change, especially as more people start taking the vaccine and as things start opening up. And it's going to look different. I think the the world is going to look different than than where it was. And especially for the next couple of years, we're going to feel the impact of COVID and we're not going to be able to take off our masks and we're not going to be able to really be out there and be who we were before 2020. And that will be felt economy-wise too. And especially we've had like the longest run of the bull market. So I don't, I don't like to time things and we don't know when the bear market is going to come and we don't know how low it's going to go. But you can, in, in stock market, you can really expect to see your investments being cut in half. So even more. So the Great Depression happened and so many of the stocks lost more than 60, 70, even higher percentage of value. And they can be expected. However, if you are in it for the long run, where if you're not retiring anytime soon, um, then it really doesn't matter because it will bounce around. Overall, the stock market has done really, really well. If you look at the history of over 200 years. So that is still availability and actually hoping to invest more if it goes low because that's like buying stocks at a cheap price. But obviously, you always want to have your emergency funds available so you don't have to sell any of your investments at a low price if 
if you don't have a good emergency fund. So having said all that, there has been a lot of changes, even though I've been kind of MIA, I've been working in the background, I'm working on writing a book. It's the, the skeletal of the book is done, it's, it's there, but obviously I need to reread it and edit and uh, just make sure it's what I want to put out there. And I'll try to get some other people to read the book for me to get some, some guidance from them. And I worked on a workbook for my course. So I have a digital course that you can join. And in that digital course, it's six weeks of online classes that I've recorded. So six weeks of online classes that are recorded on money mindset, how we don't want to freak out with every up and down and what money really means, right? So we don't want to die with a lot of money, right? We don't want to be like millionaire when we're reaching our end and just have that money there. We want to enjoy it, right? We want we want to have that money do work for us. So either as a Siddhikacharya working for us or either pass down to our next generations. And that's part of it. So money mindset, really not obsessing with money itself because it's not really money, right, that we want to have. It's the value that money can buy and the value that the money can get us. That's what's important, right? So a whole a whole module on just money mindset and then obviously investing money to make money work for you. And then there is a whole module on protecting the money. So creating your will, creating estate planning that avoids probate in a court where you don't want to lose money to accountants and lawyers once you're gone, right? So having money appropriately sent through channels, set up through channels where it's gone to other people safely. And then it's for women. So we talk about prenup, postnup agreements and how you should protect yourself in marriage. And then obviously how to budget and set up everything. So everything is in on auto run. So all that is part of the course. And then right now I am offering also one-on-one coaching. So I work with my students one-on-one up to four hours. So we do, they purchase the course, they get a printed workbook that is so amazing. It was designed by Olivia. I'll put her in my links too. She's so awesome. She designed the whole workbook for me. And so a whole workbook and it comes with it. You get you get it mailed to your house and you have a workbook that you can write in with a pen and paper. And then you do the digital course and then after certain modules. So after the first one is after for the first two modules, we meet up on Zoom one on one and we go over the material and make sure that, you know, I'm able to make make it make sense for you because everybody has a different understanding, right? So I'm teaching at my level, but obviously I'm trying to break it down for everybody else's individual levels. And then recreate your portfolio and make sure that everything is set up where you don't have to worry about money, but it's just set up and everything is auto-deducted from your account each month. And then you can really spend the money you have and enjoy it and spend it on things that you really, really love. So all that is part of the course. So you can check it out on my website, wealthymuslimwoman.us. And I, inshallah, I am going to start recording the podcast regularly and we should keep in touch. And I'm going to try to make the podcast bi-weekly. So because I have three kids now and it just takes a lot of time. But I'm going to try to do it as often as possible.
as I can. So either bi-weekly or go back to weekly as early as I can and have different topics. If there's something special you want to hear about, you can email me and you can reach me on Instagram and even on my website. So yay, I'm back.